This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to the Grow and Grind podcast. Thank you for being here today. I'm so, so happy that you've tuned in. Um, I'm Laura, if you are new around here. Today's episode is all about recovering from burnout, which is something I've really struggled with um, for just so many months and years now, and I've learned a lot along the way. Um, So I'm really excited to talk about this topic and take you through what I do when I feel that that motivation slump is creeping into my life a little bit. Um, I feel like this is particularly relevant at this time of year as well, so I hope it can help you in some way. If you do enjoy today's episode, please do give the podcast a rating on Spotify. I really, really appreciate any review and it helps me out a lot. Also feel free to follow the podcast Instagram, which is just grow and grind pod. Um, I'm posting a lot more on there or have plans to anyway. And I really want to make sure that that space becomes like a little community of us. Um, So yeah, please do go follow and get involved. I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. I'd love to see how you're listening to today's episode, whether you're on a walk, whether you're tidying, studying, working. Um, What are you doing right now? Um, Just send me a little DM. Um, I love to see it. And thank you to those of you that have sent them because they make me super happy. Thank you if you're one of those people that has sent over a really nice message about last week's episode. It's so important to me and um, I'm really glad that it resonated with as many of you as it did. Anyway, let's jump right into it. So how am I doing right now? How am I feeling? Um, In general, like, I'm actually pretty good. Like, not quite new year, new me good. (laughs) I feel like I am doing a lot more things for myself than I have done previously. Like, I'm really taking time out of my week, out of my days to do things that I know are going to make me feel better or improve my mental or physical health. And this is something that I've been wanting to really focus on and been needing to focus on, honestly, for quite a long time now. So it feels good that I'm actually um, sticking to what I've planned for myself. So that's good. But I can, however, feel myself like dipping in into those January blues that I get every single year. Um, like I get them around like the sort of 20th, 25th January dark mornings, low motivation, you know, they all mix together at this time. So I can feel that coming on, which is why I feel like this episode is just so relevant. It might just be me. 
<laughs> but January just feels like such a weird month. You've got like Sarah who wants to become a pro athlete, and then you've got Karen that's decided she's gonna not drink alcohol throughout the entire year, and then you've got someone else who's like, oh well, I want to make X amount of money this year. There are just so many expectations as to how you should live your January. And I think this is why I really, really dislike this month. I just find it a bit pressuring and a bit like, oh, if I don't do that, someone's going to notice when, let's be honest, they won't. It's the same as every other month. It's the same as December and November. Um, it's just a new year. Um, but yeah, I do find the new year a little bit of an intimidating time. Um, so that's mainly the reason for this episode, because... This is the episode I kind of need for myself as well. Let's quickly run through my highs and lows for the past week. So my high of the week um, is that I'm really wanting to focus on my health this year. Um, And it's something that I actually neglected quite a lot last year in times of anxiety or stress. Um, I'm making it a habit to move my body a little or a lot every day. The one thing I'm not doing is putting pressure on myself. Um on what like I need to do to achieve this goal like the goal itself is to be more present with my mind and body which I feel like honestly I have been for this month so far like if I have felt that my body can't do something I'm not forcing it this is the same with my with my mind too um I have struggled over the past sort of year at creating that balance and I feel like I'm working towards a more healthier place so that's really nice to see My low of the week is similar to what I said a second ago, really. Um, I'm starting to feel a little like low energy as January is continuing. I think there are things that I haven't had a chance to do that I thought I might. Um, So there's like certain areas of my life that I'm slightly unmotivated in. But it's okay because there's like way more positives than there is negatives. But I feel like there are things that I'm obviously achieving and really happy about. But because I am focusing on those things it's really challenging like my perfectionism my anxiety and for me that's quite difficult like I'm not really as bothered about going to the gym or like going to a class or like there's there's things that I'm not really as bothered about anxiety wise now because I've done them more um but I'm finding that like the smaller tasks are becoming a little bit harder I don't know whether that's just because I'm back in my hometown like I might see people from school you know (laughs) probably that anyway let's jump into today's episode so let's discuss why we get burnt out why do we need to decompress and reset occasionally um and why is this almost like a must for us you know it's not an optional thing um I want to start this episode off by defining burnout versus stress because I feel like these two are often like quite interlinked and sometimes confused. Um, So I've got the definition of burnout. A state of emotional, physical and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained and unable to meet constant demands. Um, Whereas stress is having too much on your plate, too much work to handle, too many responsibilities and hours working. Essentially, burnout is the result of too much stress, that you typically feel like you don't have enough motivation, energy or care. 
For me, burnout presents itself in various ways, whether this is overstimulation, heightened emotions and anxiety, difficulty sleeping, appetite, headaches. Um, and so I can kind of notice those signs now when it comes up to a time that I might have otherwise just been completely burnt out and confused. I kind of notice when, um, when I'm having difficulties with things. So I think with burnout, it's just trying to work out what those things are for you um for me because I've had burnout quite a few times over the past few years um I've learned what those little like triggers for it are and I've learned okay uh, I'm feeling like this I'm gonna be burnt out if I don't do x you know speaking of resetting and like you know a new start essentially um I do want to talk about the January blues feel like everyone um skims over it quite a lot and it's just like motivation do loads come on team you know <laughs> um it gets to January and I enter into this minor existential crisis for like the first week wondering what I actually achieved in the last year and actually this means that I'm undermining what I actually did achieve and what I actually did do that I'm proud of because when you're looking back at something in hindsight and you're seeing so many people post their roundups of the year and they've been traveling, they've been doing X, Y, and Z and you haven't done any of those things, those small t- things that may have been little achievements to somebody else but are big to you go a bit unnoticed and I think that's a bit of a shame. Um, so if you're feeling right now that you didn't use your time wisely last year, um, I encourage you to do one of these things because... These are the things that I make sure to do in a January because I know from past Januaries that I've struggled with motivation and um, and these feelings. So first up, go through your camera roll and create an album of moments that you prioritise something you care about. This could be spending time with your loved ones, time working on a specific project or something as simple as a walk in the park or a mental health cleanse. Um... Sometimes we forget these moments exist and this is why capturing them is so great. I think when you see those like 2022 roundups, the year's coming to an end, you know, and the 2022 season comes to an end. Um, I love seeing them because it's people essentially bringing together the best moments of their year. Um, but for some people, those best moments maybe don't look like traveling some sometimes those moments that are really memorable from the year have actually been hard lessons um like for me for example I moved to London I love London I loved living with my boyfriend loved most of the experience but the flat was just like such a stress for both of us that when I was looking back and I did want to do one of those little like TikTok reel things I just thought well I don't really want to include it um And that made me realise that it's not that I'm not proud of what I did, it's just it's not something that looks like a highlight reel. I think that's the thing that we compare ourselves against a lot. Like, essentially, we always compare ourselves against other people's highlight reels without realising that they also maybe did go to a cafe and, you know, face their anxiety. Um, And that's something they're really proud of, but they're not going to post online. Social media is so, so fake. Um, And I know that whenever I want that motivation, I head to social media to get it. Um, And sometimes that's the opposite thing of what I need in the January time. I guess another thing um, that 
I usually do is think about what I can learn um, or what I have learned from the previous year that if I hadn't completed that year I wouldn't have learned um so for me this is the flat this is you know um learning to take care of myself in stressful environments more responsibility at work a bunch of things um that I wouldn't have got from last year if I didn't complete the year at the beginning of a new year as well I think we're all kind of faced with this anxiety around what the next chapter looks like for us. I think sometimes it can be quite stressful because you compare like what success and wellness and your goals look like in in a way that looks good on social media. Um, And I think sometimes we actually just need to sit down and just think, okay, but what do I need to fulfil me that I actually don't need to post online? That is a question I've asked myself a hell of a lot in the last year and it's really given me so much. If you are feeling anxious of what this kind of next chapter looks like for you, um, please like take time to clear your mind. Whether this is journaling, walking as I said or even something like just seeing people you love and just taking complete time out to just have a laugh. Um, In these moments where I have wanted to completely reset and just completely like step away from a bunch of expectation and stress is talk to the person I'm meeting up with and just say I don't want to talk about work today um like this is a boundary I'm setting because I really just need to like decompress from it and I want to enjoy being present um that's something that I often do if I'm if I just don't want to talk about something um I will tell my loved ones I say look really don't want to talk about work today or I really don't want to talk about friends today or I really don't want to talk about a relationship that maybe isn't too great today you know um it's about creating those boundaries for yourself as well especially if you are feeling anxious about your next chapter say you're graduating this year or um you you're thinking of changing jobs or you're thinking of moving house or flat I think having that present time with yourself to work out what you really want and actually replacing that screen time that you would be on TikTok or YouTube trying to get ideas from other people with time yourself just outside indoors reading a book like just time for you to be able to think um because I think we often forget about that now now that we're like so wrapped up in social media Learning a language is something I have been wanting to revisit ever since I left school. If you're looking for something to occupy your mind and set a goal towards right now, I'd like to introduce you to Lingoda. This year, I am learning with Lingoda, which is an online language school with professional teachers and expertly designed courses, allowing you flexibility and quality within your journey. Now, they offer four languages, English, German, French and Spanish, I chose Spanish. You can learn anytime, anywhere with live classes running 24-7. And the thing I love most about it is you get to choose exactly what classes you attend, which makes your experience totally personal and allows you to learn exactly what you want to. Personally, for me, I'm starting right from the beginning. So my first few classes will be on the complete basics. So, for example, last week, 
I did a class purely on greetings and the basics of conversation. Now, I haven't learned Spanish in over six years. So at the beginning of the class, I didn't understand much at all. Um, but with these classes, the teachers focus a lot on human interaction and give everyone that attends these live classes plenty of opportunity to speak and learn and receive feedback. So my language win so far is that I actually remembered a hell of a lot more than I thought I would have. Um, and I learned a lot from the other students as well. You may have heard of the sprint challenge that Lingoda offer, where you attend a class every day or every other day. It encourages consistency within your chosen language. And the incentive is that you can receive 50 to 100% cash back if you attend all the classes in the sprint and follow the rules. So if you're looking to challenge yourself with learning a new language and developing your skills in that language, join me in doing a Lingoda sprint. I have a code you can use, which is WinWithGlow, or you can click the link in the show notes to find out more. The code is WinWithGlow, W-I-N-W-I-T-H-G-L-O-W. So the purpose of this episode as well isn't to be like, you're burnt out, so am I, lol. Um, <laughs> it's to talk about how you can deal with these feelings and really help benefit your mind and body moving forward. Resetting is something I need at least kind of once a week. I need a mini reset to set my mind free and allow my thoughts to run wild or just be completely silent sometimes. Um... So I'm going to chat through what I do or have done in the past to look after my mind and body to, you know, decompress and reset during these low motivation and burnout periods in my life in the hopes that it can help you in some way to know what to do if you do encounter this or if you're currently feeling this way. Okay, so first up, this is not going to be one that a lot of people are huge, hugely a fan of because it's a difficult thing to do. So, log off. The internet is the most toxic place when you're trying to look after your mind. Essentially, you're, you'll showcase people that you don't know, doing things you want to do but don't feel up to doing, and then it makes you feel worse about the things you are doing or aren't doing. A life without being so online and seeing so much and consuming so much is such a peaceful life and I think I know I'm saying this from a point of like a creator and um and I obviously work in the creator space but um when you do need that time to look after yourself and decompress going online is not going to solve that it's actually probably going to make you you know temporarily happy or you see a few funny memes um but long term like you're not going to actually get out of that burn out as quickly as you think you are um so number one is to log off <laughs> put a time limit on your apps um and stick to it like don't just ignore it and dismiss it or oh, 15 minutes more one minute more um put a time limit on and replace that time that you would be spending on your phone with something for you this could be reading this could be writing this could be listening to like some kind of music or podcast or something that is going to help your brain um or this could be going for a walk doing exercise whatever works for you 
in general, like, this point is to just say, to forget that your life needs to look picture perfect, because it doesn't. Um, you don't need to document everything. And sometimes being present is <clears throat> is the most important thing, really. I know that I post a hell of a lot online, um, but I am also, like, super present when I'm not online. Like, what if I'm not on my phone, if I'm not posting something or filming something, I'm so present in what I'm doing. Like, I'm not thinking about being online when I'm working out, when I want to walk, when I'm doing something else, you know? Um, and I think this is the thing that can become quite difficult with the accessibility to content and entertainment. Um, but log off is my first thing. Okay, number two is scheduling me time into my calendar. Now, I spoke about this in my last episode, re kind of loneliness and being alone. Um, but with our busy lives, I feel like it's so easy to forget that you are a higher priority than your to-do list. But you can't do that to-do list if you're not well. Um, or at least you won't be able to do it to the standard you want to do it. This is an ingrained habit that I've had to unlearn recently, that my to-do list is the most important thing. Um, You know, yes, your list of incomplete tasks is important and they do need to get done most of the time, but you can't get those tasks done if you're too burned out to do them properly. Um, So therefore, you are a much, much higher priority it's a way better use of your time to get sleep at night and wake up early and refreshed than stay up half the night to complete something that could take you 50% of the time the next morning just because you're tired. I would rather do my tasks the next morning and be a little, have a little bit more of a busier morning um, than not be able to journal and read before bed, than not be able to sit and watch a TV show with my mum. Um, because actually that time of looking after yourself or doing things that make your mind happy, um, you don't get that that often. And I think this is what we forget to schedule into our calendars. It's like, oh, this is on this day. Okay, well, I can't go to the gym on this day because of this. Okay, well then, like, and you kind of end up just essentially leaving it until you have time. But what we don't realise is that we only have time if we make it. Number three um, is you're not irreplaceable. It sounds a little bit harsh, I'm well aware. Um, But what I'm saying with this is that when I felt burnt out or generally just tense in life, I forget that there are other people in the world that can complete that small job for me or that I could ask for help. I know that, you know, various situations, you are the one that needs to do it if it's your responsibility, etc. But you can ask for help, Um, especially around the new year time. I think asking for help seems to be a bit of a tough barrier to face. Um, This is something I definitely struggle with because I'm trying to do everything all at once and make this year better than last year. Um, But the truth is someone can help you in some way to get on the way to feeling better a friend, a family member, you know, a co-worker, a random stranger, sometimes it doesn't have to be anything big at all because a lot of the time the things that are stressing you out are those tiny things that are adding up. I find that because I am just super independent, I find it hard to let those things go and instead of asking someone for help, 
I just don't do or get the things I actually need in a time of healing and decompression. Whereas if I just asked, that period might not last as long for me. A lot of the time I've had to be reminded by my family and my boyfriend and, you know, my friends to go outside. And this is something that I talk about quite a lot now online because it has completely changed my life. Um, So moving into the next one, which is number four, I think, (laughs) Um, exercise. Now, this might seem a little bit like of a silly one. You might think, oh yeah, obviously. Doing something for you and taking yourself out of your usual space sometimes just helps you to rationalise your thoughts a little bit better. Um, Another thing that I've tried to incorporate into my life is yoga so even just you know small five minute session like it calms me and it lets my body decompress I hold a lot of stress in my shoulders my neck my lower back so for me this decompression is just so 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 necessary um if you're someone that sits at a desk for nine hours a day um please try yoga I think for some people it can be quite hard, like the silence of it. Um, But even like something that I used to do was just like sort of lying down at night in bed. This isn't yoga, but it's more so like being aware of where that tension is in your body. I used to kind of breathe in and breathe out and then like let that tension go wherever it was. And I did that for about, you know, five, ten minutes. And it seems a little bit like silly, (laughs) but it really does work and it really helps me to sleep better as well. When you are fatigued, the thought of exercise seems completely unbearable, but the smallest like five minute walk can really, really makes such a difference to the usual trajectory your day would have otherwise. Next up, we have nutrition. So looking after yourself also comes from what you're putting into your body, but this conversation is not going in the way that you're thinking. It will, because I'm not going to sit here and be like, eat whole foods and be a vegan. I'm not going to say that. At this time of year, seeing people being super healthy online can be really really tricky for those of us that have difficult relationships with food or have done in the past in january i have always noticed this a lot more which is why i'm making a conscious effort to not make this a goal for me this year you know um i am not gonna say to myself i'll be healthier what is that because being quote-unquote healthy body and nutrition wise might not be what's healthy for me mentally so for example like I am a sucker for reaching anything remotely sweet or unhealthy when I'm not feeling my best or if I'm a little stressed or overwhelmed um and for a while I beat myself up about that because I was like well I'm working so hard in other areas of my life to be healthy and um and you know make make an effort to look after what's going into my body but I've actually realised that I am so okay with eating what I want. If I'm struggling and a piece of chocolate or unhealthy food of some sort will help that, you bet I'm having it. And this is something that you don't hear people say at the start of a new year. Everyone just says, oh, well, I'm like doing no sugar January or I'm 
not having any alcohol, it kind of fuels this mindset of there being good and bad foods. And I really don't agree with that. And from my experience, I have struggled and struggled with this for such a long time. Um, I will be doing an episode on um, on this at some point. I'm not ready to yet, which is why I haven't done it. But I will do it when I have a little bit of um, time to think. But um, yeah, in general... I do want to say this point because because yes like eat foods that are good for you and whatever but also like eat foods that you feel good eating. I'm going to quickly run through some mental habits that I've picked up um, as well when learning about burnout and what works for me. So journaling. (laughs) Journaling is something I have skipped past in the guide to being in tune with your feelings and thoughts um, for such a long time. I only have been doing it when I have something negative to write but the real problem here is that if I'm only writing negatively you let these things build up to the point in your life where everything seems more negative overall than it actually is so I have started to try to journal at the beginning of my day and at the end if I feel like I want to um and I set those kind of small attainable goals for myself like these are not necessarily related to my yearly or quarterly goals but these help me to have those little small wins of the day which at this time of the year I definitely need like for example I would put on in my journal go for a walk whereas like my to-do list would say complete x you know um I want to go for a walk for me and for my my peace I also want to discuss hobbies here as well. Um, Hobbies are such an important thing to keep up during your busy life. Um, And a lot of the time with burnout, we kind of abandon these things that bring us happiness. By continuing these hobbies when you are burnt out, your body builds a habit that when it does feel this way in future, it craves doing what you love doing, Um, which therefore gives you that kind of serotonin that you need in that moment and that extra bit of like motivation I notice if I'm not reading a book or I haven't picked up a book in a while um I'm not sleeping as well or in general like I feel a little bit off balance um now reading helps me in times of burnout because it brings me to a more rational mindset to think about my own life I find after I've read or done something that stimulates my brain, I am much more prepared to think of ways I can improve or solve something in my own life. And in general, just think in a more calculated and accurate way. Um, When we're burned out, everything seems super negative. So taking the attention away from this allows you to have that much needed clarity. Number two is going for a coffee. Um, as we know, this is a hobby I absolutely adore. The time to myself sitting in a coffee shop with background ambiance. Um, a coffee is something so small and insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Um, and it's a lot. It's something that maybe a lot of people just wouldn't appreciate. Um, but there is nothing that makes me happier than going to a cute cafe, getting a nice coffee, doing some work or reading or just staring and and being a people watcher it's my little self-care activity for when I'm in need of a refresh and a restart Um, and it also gets me out the house too I do find that when I get myself dressed and out the door I actually instantly feel quite a bit better 
Number three is using your energy slash creativity. Um, when you put energy into a personal project, whether this is writing, sketching, it really helps to focus your energy elsewhere than where it was initially. So for me, my go-to is editing. Sometimes this is like sketching or planning or like writing out ideas. Um, with editing, when I, when I have a deadline for it and that deadline's coming up, it's obviously a little bit more stressful. Um, but I do find that when I edit, my brain is so focused on the task that there are less intrusive thoughts. And it also brings a little productivity reward feeling too. Um, it essentially just makes me feel like I have accomplished something, even if I only did it for five minutes. And this is how I usually get um, that kind of motivation back. The way that I view it is that if you give energy, you get more back a lot of the time, um, especially if you're investing it into something for yourself. So I'm just going to go over my top five takeaways from this episode. Um, one, make enough time for restful sleep. If you're not rested, your energy levels will be lower. You won't be able to do things properly. Um, and also it's it's something that helps your overall well-being when you do feel burned out as well. Number two, spend time with your loved ones, but don't overdo it. Alone time is so so important to have alongside all of this number three get some physical activity each day even if it's just to walk up up and number three try and get some physical activity in each day even if it's literally just to walk up and down the road for two minutes um it helps i promise it's not a myth <laughs> um number four stay hydrated this is something i often forget um and then i wonder hmm, why do i have a migraine um it's not going to help if you're not hydrated because if you're already feeling a little bit burned out and everything as well, when you're not staying hydrated, you're just your energy levels are going to be gone and that's that's it. Um, stay hydrated, look after your well-being. Number five is to try meditation, yoga or other practice for relaxation. Um, it might be a podcast or a YouTuber's presence you feel particularly calm in. Um, or it could be like, you know, a sleep app or podcast. Welcome to Food for Thought. As usual, take this as, as you'd like to. Um, I usually take these as either a journal prompt, a thought on my lunchtime coffee walk, um, or just something I chat to a close friend or family member about. Um, so when was the last time you switched off from your to-do list and focused solely on yourself and your well-being? If you thought to yourself, as I said that, shit, I haven't done that recently, or like even I haven't done that ever. Um, I want you to schedule in 20 minutes into your day today or tomorrow to do that. 20 minutes, that's all, like completely, definitely achievable, no matter how busy you are. Read, journal, watch your favourite show without any guilt, go for a walk, go get a coffee, spend time doing something with yourself. And remember that your life doesn't move forward without you. You can't achieve your goals if you don't look after yourself and you can't look after yourself fully without being completely mindful and present of this. 
thank you so much for listening today. I'm so happy that you were here and I hope you found something useful or valuable in today's episode. Come and chat to me over on the Instagram, um, Growing Grind Pod. Let's discuss it. Let's see how, how you found this episode. I'd love to hear it. Um, anyway, I appreciate you. Have an amazing week. I hope you're having a good Wednesday, good hump day if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Okay, see you next week. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.